0: The number of people affected by those terrible floods in Pakistan passed 3 million today. There's roads washed away, electricity services cut all over the country. The government's now urging people to move to higher ground because of the threat of even more flooding. It's hard to imagine here in Western Australia, where we're generally so safe, what we'd do if we were caught up in a disaster of such magnitude. Where would we go how would you protect your family? When you're in a time of, of great need, like so many people all over the world all the time are suffering in Haiti still seven months after that terrible earthquake, people displaced by war, it's often the little things that count, the, the food, medicine and basic needs like shelter. Tom Henderson is our guest on Afternoons today. He's an ex-Royal Navy search and rescue diver. In 1999, he came up with a plan to address the most basic of need for people suffering in disasters. It's a simple idea, but aren't they so often almost always the best ones? It's called the Shelter Box. If you haven't heard of it, I'll let Tom tell you about it, but just basically it's a small plastic box. that comes with a tent, basic supplies, and in the 10 years since it was launched, it's provided shelter and dignity to thousands of victims of all sorts of natural and unnatural disasters all over the world. And I'm very happy to, to welcome Tom to Afternoons Today. It's really lovely to meet you.
1: Yeah, great to be here, and Thanks for the opportunity to, uh, to talk.
0: Tell us about how you came up with this idea to start with.
1: Well, well, as you said, it was it was ten years ago now, and uh, it was really simple. I was at home one evening watching the, the news program. I just finished a day's work, I was having my meal, out the corner of my eye watching the news program, and uh, uh, a truck arrived somewhere in the world. I can't remember where it was, unfortunately. But uh, again, people will remember scenes like this, and people started throwing loaves of bread into the crowd of people. I turned to Jay, my wife, and I said, why are those people doing that? Um, These people have lost everything, their homes, probably some of their family. Why should they lose their dignity? Why don't those people just hand the bread out rather than throw throw it on the floor? And um, you know in life you have those moments that you you think you're going to make a difference. And that's how it happened. In a heartbeat, I just decided I was going to uh, make a difference. Wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, get on the next truck, tell those people not to be quite so stupid, and hand the bread out. I finished my meal, I went to my study, and I sat down and I thought... What would I need in a disaster for myself and my family? And it came to me very simply, shelter, warmth, comfort and dignity. And um, if you gave anybody a piece of paper and said, write down 10 things you need in a disaster to look after your family, it would be shelter, water, food, that sort of stuff. So it was a really simple, um, simple thing. And um, that's where it all started. It wasn't planned. It wasn't a, a conceived idea.
0: It's incredible to me, and you brush it aside so easily, but I, the amount of times I, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, have sat in front of the television and commented on something they've seen on it and thought, oh, why, they should do this, or why don't they do this? But the process from, from there to actually making something happen is, is quite an enormous one i I think tell us about
1: well it it's huge and it's only huge when you look back and of course I, when I sat down there, you know um I, I you what you needed people to help you to engage with the project to understand the simplicity of it, and that was one of the watchwords keep it simple, but importantly, do it now. you mentioned my search and rescue background well, when you go off somewhere in a helicopter with two hours of fuel and you've got to go forty five minutes and forty five minutes back you've only got thirty minutes to. To change the world for the people that you're helping, and because if you don't, you fall into the sea on the way back. So I've always been a very focused individual, task task-based, and uh, so that's what I did. I just simply put this together and said to people, "Hey, look at this." Uh, of course, I'm I'm a, a Rotarian. I've been in Rotary 20 years, and even in those early days, I, I know I've got one million plus friends around the world, 32,000 Rotary clubs. You're going to get behind me, so I, I jokingly now say I'm the only guy in the world that's got 32 offices, 32,000 offices around the world. They're very some busy of which, some, some of which are in Perth, and that's why I'm here.
0: So the shelter box is not just a, a thing; it's also now a, an enormous charity.
1: It, it, it's it's not huge on the same same that uh, Oxfam would be or UNICEF, but you know we we've worked in seventy countries in ten years. Uh, a million people you talk about thousands. Well, we put over a million people in our tents. It's a it's a figure to conjure with, and uh, we we're, we're very proud of that. Uh, were,
0: were you were you uh, very self-effacing? Because I took that uh, figure from you from your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your press. Well, no, that's fine. And, and
1: we, 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 for, for us, when I say it's, it's an emotional figure, a million people in ten years. I mean, uh, ShelterBox. We've worked in seventy uh, countries in ten years. I mean, every three weeks we're responding to a disaster. I was down in Haiti myself three three months ago. Uh, 12th of January is a, a date on everybody's calendar uh, a city of one and a half million people destroyed in 90 seconds um, they'll, they'll never know the number of dead people it's uh, all variously a quarter of a million to 400,000 um, desperate needs and as we see today the news unfolding in Pakistan um, sadly that's not unusual for us but again we've got the privilege of being able to, to help and indeed we're active as we speak in in Pakistan and we got some photographs in overnight of our teams putting people in our tents in Pakistan and that's what we do at ShelterBox, we, we're we task focused, we we just get on with it, if the phone goes, We what resource do we have, we've got people available, and let's just go and um, it, it's, it's quite a simple thing, a um, bit of a contradiction because it gets quite difficult but the, the decision to go isn't difficult, you know, 3 million people homeless, you don't have to be too smart to figure it out, you just go and get on with what you can do. And deal with what's in front of you.
0: It uh, and it isn't always simple because, uh, as we've we've heard with these kind of natural disasters, roads go, electricity go. Mm. It is difficult to to get to mm. areas of need. There's all sorts of logistical mm. problems. So how do you how do you cope with those sorts of? things? Well, it's
1: common sense. I mean, I mean, it's uh, we have what we call our shelter box response teams that are they're individuals volunteers from around the world. We select them and we train them quite vigorously. We've got volunteers in Australia, Canada, all over the world. Uh, we've got about 150 of them. We're building those numbers up now but uh and they're just uh people with huge life skills resilient hard working resourceful people and again it's one of our strengths when somebody goes on the ground, they arrive at an airport in let's say in this case islamabad and, and just deal with what 's in front of them and and most things in life are are simple you know if you need a truck, you get a truck you know you don't need to fill in five forms you just get a truck um, we empower those people to be decision makers on the ground and, and that stands us apart in some ways because we can we can cut through a lot of the um the normal things but yes you 're right there's uh, there 's no water there 's no food uh, there 's no roads there 's no communications a lot of people are trained to to deal with that they carry satellite phones they 're trained to be self sufficient on the ground and and you literally could parachute them in and they'd be part of the solution, not part of the problem so that 's part of what we do and of course over the the, the ten years that um, because of these 70 countries, 100 disasters, you know, we're getting quite skilled at cutting through some of the, the logistics problems. But there are problems, but the, the the challenge is to overcome them as quickly as you can. Because as I say to, to people, you know, this is not a game. People are dying. We need to move on.
0: We're talking to Tom Henderson. He's the inventor of the shelter box. It's a small green plastic box that comes with a tent, basic supplies, and it has saved Saved so many lives. You you say you've just had uh, information from Pakistan. Can you tell us about what's happening there?
1: Well, I think the people that are following it in the news and certainly on the TV, they see the huge devastation over uh, a huge area. And what happens in these situations, in our experience, the information unfolds on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour basis as that information comes in. And in a, something like this, it escalates. You, you talk of 100,000, the next report is 500,000, and now we're up to millions of people... And again, you'll never know, hundreds if not thousands of square miles inundated. And this is a classic situation unfolding. Um, You'll never quite know, so you've got to react on the day and and the story will unfold in the next few days. And sadly then it'll go off the world stage because something else will will overtake it. But it's a huge disaster on the world um, stage. We're already responding. Fortunately uh, for the people in Pakistan, I suspect, we were already there working anyway. We were putting boxes into uh, another... Flood disaster, interestingly enough, and and this has come as well. So we've put about a thousand of our boxes in there already. And, and we're putting uh, people in our tents.
0: And as you say, uh, with mm-hmm. it, it's so quick for these things, these disasters, mm-hmm. to be replaced by something mm-hmm. else. And you, you've been in in mm-hmm. Haiti, right. and it's it's I guess there's uh, the immense devastation that happens in a place like that immediately, but the need for help just carries on so much longer than. W- our awareness stays. Oh, of
1: course. I mean, Haiti, if you just take Haiti and, as, as Haiti. As I said, I was down there a few months ago myself. But it's really a nation that needs to be rebuilt, and that's going to take perhaps one or two generations. We all focus on this initial um, rush to to, to get equipment in and and tents and secondary accommodation, medicine, foods. And, of course, that's the initial thrust of any rescue and recovery. But beyond that, there's the long-term thing that other agencies better placed than Shelterbox can do. The the great agencies that we know about, the UNICEFs and... um, the Red Cross agencies, they're into that long-term challenge of rebuilding the schools, the hospitals, the roads, the sanitation, uh, the, their infrastructure. And sadly for the people in, in Haiti, that's going to take possibly a generation. And uh, it was the the, the most um, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere before the disaster and uh, a very poor infrastructure. But they're, they're, my experience with them is they're hard-working, resourceful people, And they'll rise to the challenge, but they do need a lot more help.
0: And I understand Shelterbox was um, there after the Victorian bushfires that just affected so many uh, Australians here.
1: Yeah, yes, of course. I mean, in in, in our list of uh, disasters, dare I say it? We, again, we we always count it as a privilege to be able to help wherever we go in the world. And and sadly for for our friends in Australia, yeah, we were help able to help. We put a, a couple of hundred of our shelter boxes in, and and interestingly, they were actually pre-positioned, stored about eighty miles away from where the fire happened. So you, we never know what's round the corner for all of us. We we sit in our little bubble of uh, security, but we don't know what's round the corner for all of us.
0: Talking to Tom Henderson, he's the inventor of Shelter Box, which is a a survival kit, I guess, for people who have, have been affected by disaster. And it's also spawned a, a large charity organisation that uh, that deals with these sort of natural disasters all over the world. So, what sort of a person are you? That you are, is it the organisation self in you, or or, or you are, are you an immense humanitarian?
1: uh no I'm, i i don't know people often ask me that i don't know it's for better other people to to, to say i suspect but i, I kind of honestly I, i'm i'm an ordinary guy Doing things that I think need to be done, and uh, you can 't do that alone. you have to take like minded people with you and the box for example, as you say, you describe it as a box it 's the size of two suitcases, but at the end of the day that 's all it is it 's a box with some stuff in it but but what is what is the real joy and the the, the real thing about shelter box? the magic of it is it 's a box with some stuff in it that we get around the world with which is you know life saving and life changing when it when it gets there so myself i 'm a practical guy i 'm task task focused um, I I don't take any prisoners my wife will tell you and because I'm focused as we sit here people are dying and they need our help and and that really does focus you I suppose that's part of my upbringing my background in the in the search and rescue world but we we really do sometimes make life difficult for us for ourselves so uh, good-natured belligerence I call it let's just get on and make things happen and and what I find is if you do that and if you do it nicely with a smile on your face good people will get behind you and and stand tall and work with you and, and that's why I'm here. There's a lot of people in this part of the world that are doing just that on a, on a daily basis, helping ShelterBox to grow, grow and mature.
0: Do you do you focus on what you can do, or, or does it sometimes become mm-hmm. o- overwhelming the enormity of of what you could not possibly do?
1: I, I think it's it's a good question. We focus on what we can do because we have to be realistic. You know, if there's three million people homeless in Haiti, we're never going to be able to help three million. Even the UN uh, can't do that. So what we do at Shelterbox is we say do the most for the most. We focus on the most needy people. For example, in Haiti, we focused initially on on the orphans uh, and the injured uh, and the old and the infirm. Um, So one of the strengths of Shelterbox, again, particularly with our people on the ground, we recognise that we're not going to be able to help 3 million, so we'll help the people we can, those greatest in need. And um, they're often the poorest and, and you know, the people that nobody really wants to see, they're not highly visible and they're probably not good news stories. But um, for example, in Nepal, when we were working, we decided we'd put our boxes above 8,000 feet in the snow, which meant hiring a mule train to carry the boxes up up to the mountains because we knew the most needy people just happened to be 200 miles away from the airport. So we focused on the most needy people. So that's what we do. We, we, we look at it. We're realists. Uh, we'd love to be able to help everybody, but that's not what we're going to be able to do. So do the most for the most in the shortest possible time with the best kit that we can send. And um, that's our strength and we work on it.
0: And how can people help you? What can people do if they want to support your work?
1: Well, it, all, it always sounds grasping when you ask for money, but the money is the lifeblood of any charity. Uh, I say to people, you know, Shelterbox is one of many great organisations out there, and I, I use the great advisedly because there are a lot of great things going on. How can people can help Shelterbox directly? Um, Spread the word, you know, by osmosis. These things grow. Check us out. Look on our website. See what we do. See for themselves the, the stories. Uh, sharing some of the pictures. Uh, and of course, um, fundraising is always what we need to do. Um, that's not the reason I'm here in Perth or, or Western Australia. I'm here to say thank you to our to our roacher friends, the members of the public, all the people that that help us. So, uh, more of the same. Just get behind us and and. Uh, be aware of what we do, and, and if there's a disaster somewhere, um, you know, focus on on what needs to be done. And, and we're one of a number of charities that can uh, can help these needy people.
0: It's wonderful work that you do, and thank you so much for for sharing a bit of it with us on afternoons today.
1: Yeah, pleasure, Julian. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time.
0: It's Tom Henderson the inventor of Shelterbox on afternoons?